Hello and welcome to this Gateway House podcast. My name is Deepradha Vikram Singh. I'm a website associate here at Gateway House. Prime Minister Modi is just about completing his five nation tour where he visited Switzerland, the United States and Mexico, all important uh, members of the nuclear supplier group. The members of which are set to meet in Mexico tomorrow. Today we have with us Ambassador Neelam Dev, Director at Gateway House and Amit Bhandari, our, en- our Energy and Environment Fellow. So Neelam, Prime Minister Modi's trip to the US is almost coming to an end and uh, there's going to be the nuclear suppliers group meeting tomorrow. Do you feel that Prime Minister Modi's trip, which primarily seems to have been to gain as much support as he can for this meeting, do you feel like he's done enough? Uh, I think the Prime Minister has certainly tried to do his best. He went to the United States via Switzerland, which was one of the countries that had not been keen on India being allowed into the nuclear suppliers group. He got them to make a public statement supporting the Indian entry. From the United States of America, he will be in Mexico, uh, where the meeting will on the day of the meeting of the nuclear suppliers group to consider India's application. Mexico is another country which has been very reticent on India joining the nuclear suppliers group. He has certainly worked hard at getting support for our entry, including a visit to Austria, you know, not necessarily the most important European country. Uh, But I think the American support has been uh, lukewarm. Uh, It is not enough for America to offer its own support. Uh, America, uh, which says it is the leader of uh, the free world, and certainly it is the leader of Western countries, the membership of the nuclear supplies group is mostly Western. So the United States needs to do not just offer its own support in public, but offer it in such a way and make behind the scenes calls, uh, exert pressure, send out uh, uh, you know, representatives to make sure that those countries also vote for India to enter. Now these groups always work by consensus. So even one or two holdouts can prevent this from happening. Unfortunately, in this case, it is China, which has publicly announced that uh, it will oppose India's entry unless it signs the Uh, nuclear non-proliferation treaty. It has also uh, made it clear that it wants Pakistan to come in along with India and therefore Pakistan has also put in an application. Now the difference in the non-proliferation record of India and Pakistan is well known but it is also quite well known or maybe not so well known that it is China which has been a big proliferator. Not only did China enable Pakistan to have nuclear weapons Uh, It has also shared technology with other countries, including maybe uh, North Korea, which as everybody knows is now regarded as a very uh, problematic uh, situation by the United States, by Japan. Um, So I think we have not seen the United States make all those efforts. When the India, uh, Indo-US nuclear energy agreement was signed in 2008, uh, the uh, then President Bush personally telephoned and spoke to the Chinese president to ensure that China did not act against the NSG waiver which was extended to India so that this agreement could go through. He also sent his then national security advisor 
Condoleezza Rice to Australia because Australia had been very critical and had been preventing India's uh, movements. Uh, and they were able to win over both uh, those countries and others that they must have spoken to to enable India to get the waiver. Uh, a campaign of that sort by the Americans may be even more uh, important needed to be conducted for India to gain entry. We haven't seen any signs of that. Meanwhile, India, of course, the Indian Prime Minister has been to various countries who are members of the NSG and got their support. And various Indian emissaries have been to other countries which may still have been reluctant. But at the end, uh, it does not appear today that tomorrow uh, India's entry will be a reality. In the meantime, of course, India is now going to be able to adhere to the MTCR, the Missile Technology Control Regime, because the only holdout country, Italy, uh, has now uh, given its concurrence to India joining. So, um, so Amit, Neelam brought up an important point, which is that the possibility of India not getting membership into the NSG is entirely possible. What would that what would that imply, and what would that mean for India's uh, energy security in the future? Uh, well, uh, we actually given the way events have uh, given the way technology has developed in the renewable sphere in the last four or five years. Uh, luckily, th this will have a very minimal impact on India's clean energy plans. So, nuclear energy was going to be one of the cornerstones of India's uh, uh, policy of getting electricity from non-coal, non-carbon sources. And in fact, we had a plan to build up to 63,000 megawatts of nuclear power plants by 2032 and including plants with foreign collaboration from with companies such as Westinghouse, Arriva and General Electric. So now if we don't get into NSG, these plants are not going to come about. But the thing is that in the last two or three years, renewable energy has become really cheap and really competitive, not just with nuclear power, but also with coal and other conventional forms of energy. So in the last one year, we have seen uh, solar and wind power suppliers willing to sell electricity at prices which are way lower than coal-based and nuclear power plants in India as of today. So that is one that this is, renewable energy is already cheaper. Secondly, renewable energy also takes a lot less time to execute. So if you want to put up a windmill, uh, a wind farm or a solar farm, it takes at the most 12 to 18 months. Whereas nuclear power plants in India have gone on for 10 years plus. So you have billions of dollars which are stuck for years and years before they start generating returns. So you have a cheaper form of energy, a more efficient deployment of capital. And in renewable energy, you don't have any issues. You know, there are concerns about safety of nuclear power plants, disposal of nuclear waste, which has to be cared for for decades, if not centuries. All those issues simply don't arise. And uh, so we have a better solution already at hand. And if you look on the ground, it's already being used. So renewable energy generation in India is twi almost twice that of nuclear power generation. More renewable capacity is being installed, multiples more than nuclear power. So it's it's already, I mean, that, that, that uh, case is already closed in a way. So, you know, uh, in a way, nuclear power, plant is, nuclear power plants have passed their sell-by date. And so if China blackmails us or China kind of vetoes our uh, bid for NSG, it doesn't harm our energy security. Neelam, it doesn't seem to be really affecting India's energy security. Does it, so do you agree? Does it really not make that much of a difference? Uh, you know, I could agree up to a point with uh, Amit about the negligible impact on our energy security. And in fact, going further than that, 
to the cost of nuclear power and to the potential uh, safety factors and even more so the uh, disposal of nuclear waste. Uh, I'm entirely in agreement. But I have to say that, you know, entry into one of these technology denial regimes means more than that. It's a strategic thing. It's not just for energy. So the fact that we have been able to enter the MTCR means that you can carry on commerce in missile technologies. Now, missile technologies are not so different from the technology. In fact, they are dual use for with the technology used in our space program. So it enables you to both buy and sell. And India's space program by now is so advanced, especially the launch uh, capabilities, that we have already been launching some satellites. Now we will be able to expand that market. We are sellers. Similarly, in uh, nuclear energy, we have uh, over the decades also developed our own nuclear technology. We have uh, built nuclear plants. They are not necessarily the best in the world, but they are also not the most expensive in the world. So like China, we have cheaper nuclear technology that we would like to sell. So that is the aspect that will be held up until such time as we can join the nuclear suppliers group. There is one other element, a little bit uh, uh, not so directly related, and that is that there are four nuclear technology uh, denial regimes, the Australia group and the Vasenar group, which we have yet to join. If you gain entry into all of them, in, and the NSG, of course, then you are also in uh, a certain way closer to the ambition of being a member of the Nuclear Security Council because all the permanent members are members of all these uh, technology denial regimes. This is the kind of advantage that China has enjoyed in the past over India. Right. Well, we'll wait to see what happens tomorrow. Tomorrow. Thank, Thank you. You're you listening to the Gateway House podcast. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. And if you have any suggestions for us, please leave it to us in the comments below. You can find us on Twitter, SoundCloud, and iTunes. 